and welcome back to another episode of the Talk Bible to Me podcast. With this episode, we are going to be diving in to Hosea chapter 10. But before we do, I'm eating a cheesecake and drinking uh, lemon-lime sparkling ice. And Emily just finished some fruit snacks. Fruit snacks. I steal them out of my kids' uh, box. I really buy them for myself. We, we don't buy fruit snacks very often because they kind of make my kids crazy. But my daughter asked for them at Sam's Club the other day. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, those sound pretty good. So I eat we'll probably do it. more do than it. they do, except I opened it this time and it was all the orange ones. Those are not the good ones. I like the the red, the red and the purple. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Those are I like yellow. I like lemony flavor things. Oh, I do like lemony flavored like, oh, lemon cake, like lemon raspberry cake is my yes. favorite. Yes. Oh, so good. But fruit snacks, no, I want them to be like cherry and raspberry and grape or blue. No, nah, I'm, I'm sticking with my, my yellows. Do you like Banana, sour Banana, lemon. I do. I am not a sour person, but like I <laughs> – I'm not a sour person. I'm very sweet. Okay. <laughs> but I do. I love Sour Patch Kids because it's like, oh, I'm going to tough it out. Oh, it tastes so good. So, so you know, it's very but rewarding. Do you, like, do you like the yellow and the green? Are those like your go-to, like the lime citrusy? I like all of them. Okay. I like all of them. Yeah. But I was going to say, I told Emily that I was going to, um, on a bad day, I was going to Uber Eats her. Uber Eats? Uber Eats? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You just looked at me weird, and I was like, can I that up? <laughs> you froze for a second. I'm going to give her a cheesecake so she can, like, enjoy it like I am. And then it made me think, <clears throat> oftentimes you show love in the love language that mm-hmm. you like receive love. And yes. I love giving gifts, but that is not my love language. That's like almost the last. Yeah. What is your love language? My love language is quality time. Yeah. Oh. Quality time, number one, and number two, words of affirmation. And they are oh, pretty okay. dang close. Yeah. Words would have been the one I would have thought. Well, I always said it was words of affirmation until it was like, you can tell me nice things, but if your phone is in your face and like yeah. we're spending time together, like I don't feel, I mean, I don't feel like hated by any means, yeah. but like I feel the most loved when people Quality. are just like focused and it's just us mm-hmm. listening to jazz, talking. I get to hear about your day. You get to ask me about mine, but only if jazz is involved or movie score <laughs> movie scores playing in the background like lord of the rings maybe i love lord of the rings and i love the movie score i've been listening to a lot of harry potter movie harry scores potter. oh i was just gonna say they have that's the best one so i good. also indiana jones that's literally what i have pulled up right now i like epic movie scores because mm-hmm. i get i don't know there's something in my brain and i'm sure there's psychology behind this so if you're a scientist listening Please submit the studies that prove what I'm saying. <laughs> but if it is an epic movie score, I get so much done. I am so productive. It's like it's like that I'm Indiana good, Jones yeah, and my projects like- are the Nazis. And I'm going to beat them to the Ark of the Covenant. <laughs> it makes sense. Oh. 
My favorite one is Pride and Prejudice, which is not epic. It is very much romantic, quiet, but like I can study, I can read listening to that. My husband will listen to like worship music with words. I know exactly. I listened to that movie score. It's so beautiful. I I started learning that song on the piano. It's just like a fun little, I don't, like I can't read music. I just play by ear or I can see like if I do like a YouTube vi- video. Right. And I found this tutorial and then it teaches you the whole first like, I don't know, 35 seconds of the song and then – they trick you because you think you're going to learn the whole thing. And then they're like, oh, you have to pay for the rest. So I only know like the first, you know, 30 seconds. But hey. I can, do you want I me can, to send you a video? Do you play it? My Well, <laughs> yeah, I play it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I play chords on everything. So like cowboy chords on my guitar. And I like play chords on the piano and I swiggle yeah. my fingers around. My mom plays, though. She can hear it and play it immediately. So I can send you a video of my mom playing it. Done. That'll be my project for the month. <laughs> she was – she when she was trying to teach me how to play when I was younger, she'd be like, okay, it goes like this. Da, 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 and she'd sing it or whatever. And I'd say, okay, well, play it. And I'm like, <laughs> what? She goes, you don't hear it? You can't hear it and just do it? And I'm like <laughs> – no, <laughs> what are you talking about? Because she literally, like, she hears something. She like didn't take lessons. It's just like yeah. she just knew. She's like a prodigy. Yeah, that's, that's more crazy. like that's more what I do. I mean, I couldn't just like tell you which note I would play, but it's easier for me to hear it and then just find it than to try to read music. I can't. I can't do that. It's too much. Too much for the brain. Yeah. It's intense. And music's a lot of like math. So if you're good at math, probably yeah. got a career. It's not my strong suit. So probably not. <laughs> so what is your love language? Mine is acts of service. Mm. Yeah. Actually, That's my husband's. Time and touch were like my top two forever and ever and ever. And then I had kids. <laughs> <laughs> and you got lots of love. <laughs> I I always tell my daughter because her love language is for sure touch, and I I love it because that's what mine was growing up. But it's just not right now because I I so I tell her my touch tank is full right now. So just give me like twenty minutes. <laughs> she likes she just always has to be on my arm or on my leg or laying on me, and it's so sweet, but. When I've had it all day, I'm like, nope. So acts of service. I think because like by the end of the day, I would love nothing more than someone to come do my dishes and sweep the dog hair. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Maybe one day post kids will go back to what it was before. I don't know. Maybe. Love I feel languages. really loved by you though. Because you of love- these – you have to focus on what I'm saying and I have to focus on what you're saying to make this work. So it's just like filling my love tank. Oh, well, good. I'm carried away. I'm glad I can, can fill your love tank. Well, I'm super needy. So I would need this like 24-7. <laughs> my husband's like, honey, I'm paying attention to you. And I'm like, no, the news is on. And he was like, oh, my gosh. 
Yeah. Right now. (laughs) Turn it off. Like, actually, (laughs) my love language is when news is not on at my house. Mm -hmm. Mm. Too stressful. Too stressful. I like staying up to date and knowing what's happening. I I feel overwhelmed when I watch the news. Like sometimes it just puts me in a bad mood. And I don't think yes. that we were designed to be able to like take on as much no. scary and negative stuff as out there. No, that's why like I have to take social media breaks because of some of the things that I see on there about all the terrible things going on in the world. And I'm like, no, I don't need to know about it all. I'm just gonna go for a walk. Mm, I limit my social media I can only access it 30 minutes a day and it has been the best thing I've ever done in my life that's so good that's so good speaking of (laughs) yes you can do it on your phone just go to your settings and I had my husband uh put the code in so like when your time's up I can't just hit the code that's good because I have no self-control and I hit the code every time. So it was just annoying. So I turned it off. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so I, um, I I am working on my self-control because it is a fruit of the spirit. But I'm like you. It's 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 just not there right now. And so, um, yeah. So I love it. It's the best thing I've ever done. Good. Speaking good. of negative and scary things happening in the world. <laughs> Let's talk about Hosea chapter 10. Okay, listen, you got to admit that segue was better than most. Yeah, actually, that was was legitimately smooth this time. Well done. Well Uh done. Not to toot my horn, but toot toot. (laughs) Okay, I will be reading from the New Living Translation because that's what I'm loving at the moment. Um, I'm going to read verses one through four. How do you feel about that? Do it. Down? Okay. How prosperous Israel is. A luxuriant vine loaded with fruit. But the richer the people get, the more pagan altars they build. Ooh, ain't that the truth. (laughs) Like, even today, the more bountiful their harvest, the more beautiful their sacred pillars. The hearts of the people are fickle. They are guilty and must be punished. The Lord will break down their altars and smash their sacred pillars. Then they will say, we have no king because we didn't fear the Lord. But even if we had a king, what could he do for us anyway? They spout empty words and make covenants they don't intend to keep. So injustice springs up among them like poisonous weeds in a farmer's field. Verses 1 through 4 describe Israel as a vine that fails to give good fruit and that instead serves only itself, right? That's from Mm D.A. Garrett. Something that was interesting. Oh, no. Okay, sorry, guys. So I definitely quoted Isaiah um, and his... The vine. But I didn't put the chapter or what it was called. And so now I'm just like, verse 5, Isaiah, verse 5. Ah! That's so frustrating because it was so good. Um, put it in the notes afterwards. I'll put it in the notes afterwards. That's yeah, exactly let me know what it. I'll do. In the article. Yeah, because it's so good. It's um, it's about the vine, and Isaiah talks about it, and it's verses five through seven. So, and I have it all here, but we'll just uh, it'll be available for y'all. 
Patreon. What a great segue to talk about our Patreon. (laughs) If you're interested in seeing behind the scenes on how these podcasts work, how our articles are written, how we design our stuff, you can find all of that on Patreon at patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash the bold movement. So make sure you go check that out because we have tiers Rain, not tears like you cry, but tears like T-I-E-R-S. <laughs> English language, man. We have tears ranging from $5 a month to $50 a month. And we would love it if you would support us with your prayers and money. <laughs> Otherwise, you don't know what scripture references we're talking about. So, <laughs> Yeah, and if you want to know what part of Isaiah this <laughs> references, or it's like, comparable to you gotta join our patreon and give us five bucks <laughs> that's, that's less than a starbucks cup of coffee it, it is i went to a coffee shop the other day and it was seven dollars this was not starbucks it was a local place and it's one of the ones where they like have you give a tip and then you feel guilty because they're watching you and you know and i was with somebody and so then it was even more like pressure to give because you're like i think they <laughs> So I'm going to as well. So here we are. Five dollars is like less than gas right now. Yes. Less than a gallon of gas. Less than a gallon of milk. With it with inflation, everything went up except our Patreon tears. So you should help a couple girls out. All of us ladies at the bold movement would really appreciate it. But seriously, and if that doesn't work, nothing will. So there you have it. Yeah. Okay, what are your notes? <laughs> um, I like okay, cheesecake. So, that's great. Oh, I'm so jealous of that cheesecake. So um, let's see. Their heart is – my version, I have the ESV. It talks about how their heart is false. You said fickle, I think, in your version. But mine said their heart is false is a way of saying they were deceitful with their worship. So they made it look like they were genuine with their worship and their love of the Lord, but their worship of idols said otherwise. So this is that whole idea of actions speak louder than words. If you are not um, living out what you're saying, you know, it's that whole, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but you don't do what I say. <clears throat> and then I have a note for verse three. Um, and let me see. Um, this is from the Expositor's Bible commentary, commentary, just a quick little quote. It said, the people would be brought to admit that they had no king worthy of the name because they did not choose the one who revered the Lord. And so uh, the last, I think this is part of that quote as well. Sorry, I misquoted it. The last two lines note despairingly that even if the land did have a truly capable king, things were so bad that he would be powerless to help. So this idea that they... Um, couldn't even find a king worthy to run their country because they were so corrupt. But even if they could, he could do nothing for them because they themselves were so corrupt. And I feel like, I mean, we can kind of get an idea of this in our own country, that our country is a mess. People are a mess. And we it's the proof that you cannot put your trust in human leadership because it's not going to matter who's in charge if your culture and your community is... Uh, not following the Lord. And obviously you can't make an entire country <laughs> follow Jesus. But I think that foundation, if there's no foundation of any of that, it's, we can try to put our hope in some president, but it's not, it's not going to do anything. So, uh, but for them, it was, they couldn't even have a king worthy for them. So 
yeah, that's what I got. Well, I wish I had more, but I don't because <laughs> I left it off. <laughs> that's, actually, that's uh, exclusive for behind the scenes. <laughs> There's, that's what we're going with. Uh-huh. So we're going to do verses five through eight. Um, here we go. The people of Samaria tremble in fear for their calf idol at Beth Haven, and they mourn for it. Though its priests rejoice over it, its glory will be stripped away. This idol will be carted away to Assyria, a gift to the great king there. Ephraim will be ridiculed, and Israel will be shamed because its people have trusted in this idol. Samaria and its kings will be cut off. They will float away like driftwood on an ocean wave, and the pagan shrines of Avon, the, pra- the place of Israel's sin, will crumble. Thorns and thistles will grow up around their altars. They will beg the mountains, bury us, and plead with the hills, fall on us. This section is turning focus onto this bull image now. Mm-hmm. And I immediately, when I was reading this and, and looking at the notes, well, looking at commentaries and stuff, I immediately thought, worshiping a bull, that's ridiculous. And I thought, oh, they still do that in like India. Like that's still mm-hmm. a thing, yeah. like cows and stuff. So I thought, oh, maybe I should like slow down. Um, also, and I think this is in my notes later, but <clears throat> it is in my notes later, but it's talking about in my notes, it's like uh, the, the great exodus out of Israel. The very mm-hmm. first thing they did was make a calf. Mm-hmm. Golden calf, and yeah. Worship it. yeah. Yeah, Here, the terms the most frustrating story. Oh, so wild. Um, Here, the terms tremble, mourn. uh, This is from D.A. Garrett. The terms tremble, mourn, and exult. And yeah, exult. Do not describe anxiety over the well-being of their idol. I was like, what? Instead, they are here part of the vocabulary of the fertility cult. Wait, so they're not crying. They're not crying over there. Explain it. I missed it. Okay. So the people were in awe of all. And <laughs> but <laughs> I'm making fun of it. That's because it's not even okay. But ritually mourned for him in commemoration of the battle with Mott, which is death. Yeah. And his descent into the underworld. Self-mutilation may well have accompanied this morning. Not morning like morning time, but morning like... Yeah, sadness, grief, tears. (laughs) Then they gave themselves over to ecstasies, orgies, Mm. and bakshik frenzy. I don't even know what that word is, but they did it. (laughs) They did. It was wild. Bakshik frenzy in order to awaken and celebrate the return of the god and of fertility. So... Uh, no, the anxieties were not like just d- over the well-being. It was not over the well-being of their idols. It was part of the vocabulary of the fertility cult. Mm. That's what D.A. Garrett said, and I like it. So that's what I say, too. You're going with it. It's, yeah. <laughs> and the bakshik frenzy. I don't even know what that is. It sounds like something else. I don't know. But crazy. It said ecstasies, orgies, and bakshik frenzy. I said, I got to put that in my notes. That sounds like a wild time, man. <laughs> sounds like Woodstock. <laughs> oh, man. 
Oh, man. Well, I have that uh, uh, verses six and seven where it's talking about these idols. So they would have been, um, at least in my notes, made of wood. Uh, so not only would their calf <laughs> idol be. <laughs> not in my notes. Wood stock, not wood. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, find my spot. Um, Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> their their calf idol would be taken away, but also their king would be taken. Oh, sorry, I'm trying to collect my thoughts now after all that. They were. <laughs> it was being compared. Okay. Oh, got it. Okay. My bad. Sorry, everybody that's listening. Let me. You know what? I'll blame it on mom brain. It is currently 10:24 p.m. Uh, on my end. So, uh, is it mom brain? Or is it Megan? <laughs> I'm going to be graceful to you. Uh-huh. And your love language is words of encouragement. I'm not going to discourage you. It's mom brain. It's not words of encouragement. It's words of affirmation. <laughs> Same thing. So my friend, Samaria's king shall perish like a twig on the face of the waters. I kind of loved that it, yours said it was like a... Um, uh, driftwood on an ocean wave. Driftwood on an ocean wave. This one is a twig on the face of the waters, and it. Um, my commentary had made a note that it's basically like a picture of a twig on a river. Like their idol was so worthless that it's just a twig, little twig on a river, floating away, worthless. Oh look! You do you see that, Emily? What? It's. Do you see that? What? It's ball on the water. <laughs> Doing so bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop. It's getting late here, I'm, ladies. We are. I'm getting a little slap happy. <laughs> Cheesecake and fruit snacks, and it's it's a party. Not a, not a box chic party, but it's a party. <laughs> not a box chic frenzy. Not a box chic frenzy. <laughs> Holy moly. All right, what you got next? I don't really know That's where I'm going with mine, so okay. On the water. That's where you're going. Yeah. We'll go with that. Okay. I've got <laughs> I got nine through twelve. Okay. Wait. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I got 9 through 10, and then I skipped 11 and 12 with notes because I pulled an Emily. <laughs> Skipping right over scripture. That part's not as important. But <laughs> why don't you just read 9 through 12? Okay. okay. I do have notes on some of those parts. So, All right. Okay. 9 through 12. From the days of Gebeah you have sinned, O Israel. There they have continued. Shall not the war against the unjust overtake them in Gebeah? When I please, I will discipline them. The nations shall be gathered against them when they're bound up for their double iniquity. Ephraim was a trained calf that loved to thresh, and I spared her fair neck. But I will put Ephraim to the yoke. Judah must plow. Jacob must harrow for himself. This is a lot of agricultural language, going back to that word. <laughs> so for yourself, righteousness, reap steadfast love, break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord that he may come and rain righteousness upon you. You said you had something for nine and ten? Yeah. I forgot how to drink. 
all over myself. It's like it didn't even go in my mouth. It was just like, <laughs> if you're just looking and you don't have the video, she just stopped and just stared down at her shirt. <laughs> don't know what to do. <laughs> okay. So in verses nine and 10, if you uh, will make sure you listen to last week's episode, you'll kind of get a recap of what's happening here in Gibeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gibeah. Gibeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but this was where the military alarm resounds. So um, Gibeah, like she talked about with judges, uh, the references to judges, um, it's remembered as a place of depravity and and uh, war between themselves, among themselves, civil war. And so that's what's happening there. That's what I have for yeah. verses 9 and 10. <laughs> <laughs> and then, can you be serious? I'm trying to be serious here. <laughs> In verse 11, like a trained heifer, which is not a nice thing to call a lady. Um, it talks about putting on the heavy yoke on her tender neck. And just in case, like, you guys don't know what it's talking about, because I think sometimes you hear yoke and you think of eggs, a yoke is is a thing that was placed on the neck of a cow or in this heifer, which is a female cow. And they would, two of them, would be under it, and that's how they would pull plows or whatever. And so when it talks about being unequally yoked, it's make sure you don't have a tiny cow and a big cow because then your yoke's not going to work. And so here, um, he's going to... And then also, in reference in the New Testament, Jesus says, um, my burden, my yoke is like my... (laughs) Just rewind that and then start over. I was like, my burden is heavy. My yoke is light. And I was like, I don't think that's what he said. I can't. What did he say? My yoke is light is what he said. And that is in stark contrast to here where the yoke is heavy and I am done. I have nothing else to give. Oh, man. That cheesecake had something in it, man. I mean, I have to eat another piece. Share it with me. Send it over through the internet. You don't oh. want it. <laughs> oh, so I have. Oh, okay. um, let's see. I have to go back track a little bit. So Ephraim was a trained calf that loved to thresh, but I spared her fair neck. Um, so I have a note from the expositors Bible commentary again. It says Ephraim or Israel had been well-trained in past days, like a heifer broken to the yoke. She had come, however, to enjoy only the work of threshing grain, which was pleasant to the heifer because she could then eat her fill of grain. But God would put a, a yoke of true work on her fair neck so that she would have to work hard and plowing and breaking up the hard soil. Um, and that that made me think of Colossians 3, 23 through 24, where it says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord your Christ you are serving. Um, and it just made me think that everything you do should be for the Lord, even if that means you don't get the benefits of it in this life. But that's not what they were doing. They were 
working for their own benefit. They were working, they were working, they were doing things um, like a trained heifer. They were going to work, but they only wanted to do the things that benefited them immediately in that moment. And so, um, you know, that's not how we work for the Lord. We work for the Lord, even when we don't see the fruit, maybe even in our own lifetime. Sometimes we don't see any of the the fruit of the work that we do here on earth. Um, but that's not why we do it. We do it to please the Lord and not ourselves. So I just thought that was a good note, uh, just on the reminder for myself too, because as a, as a pastor's wife, like it can be very easy for me to go to church on Sunday and feel like I'm the only one doing all the work there. <laughs> and, you know, feel frustrated that there's not more volunteers or there's not more help. But then it's like, that's, I'm not here, you know, for other people to come help me. I'm here because this is what we're called to do, regardless of if I'm alone in it or if I have a million people helping me. So I needed to hear that probably as much as anybody else. Yeah. Because being a pastor's wife is glamorous and you have nothing to complain about. Yeah. No, it's fancy. It's, it's great. <laughs> All <the time. laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I think God just shocked me like a lightning. <laughs> Verses 13 through 15. We're going to do this, guys. We're almost there. Hang with us. But you have cultivated wickedness and harvested a thriving crop of sins. You have eaten the fruit of lies. And then, like, Elf, when he's like, you said on the throne of lies. of lies. That's the same thing I thought of, too. <laughs> I was just like, this has Emily written all over it. <laughs> you have eaten the fruit of lies, trusting in your military might, believing the great armies can make your nation safe. Now the terrors of war will rise among your people. All your fortifications will fall, just as when Shalman destroyed Beth Arbel. Even mothers and children were dashed to death there. You will share their fate, Bethel. Because of your great wickedness. That's how it's written. You will share their fate, comma, Bethel, comma, because of your great wickedness. When the day of judgment dawns, the king of Israel will be completely destroyed. Whoa. This almost feels like a playground threat, you know? You're going to eat the fruit of lies. <laughs> you, Bethel. <laughs> I'm gonna start oh, using that. <laughs> we should we should start using biblical insults. People will be like, "What?" <laughs> um, oh, I have that. Um, so instead of planting the work of righteousness, um, in verse twelve, it talks about how they they plowed. It's time for them to plow righteousness. Um, they had plowed iniquity. They had reaped injustice. So instead of reaping God's steadfast love, they were reaping evil because of the wickedness they were planting and their consequences in verses 14 through 15 would be total destruction and captivity. I have D.A. Garrett says, as, appro as is appropriate for people who place arrogant faith in military power, their fall will involve unmitigated military defeat. The king, the symbol of their power, but also in 10, 1 through 8, a figure greatly weakened would be utterly undone. He would perish at dawn, that is, at the very beginning of the battle. Um, and I, I think that's interesting because it kind of made me think of like, there's so much war happening and, you know, there's so much like nationalism happening in America mm -hmm. and 
<clears throat> well, I shouldn't say so much. There's extreme nationalism and then there's extreme mm-hmm. like hatred. And I right. think those are both incredibly wrong. Um, I'm a patriot and I love America, but at the same time, it's like, is my faith in what our military can do or is my faith in what the Ukrainian military can do with what they're doing right. in Russia? Um, or is my faith in God and that mm-hmm. his sovereignty will be the thing that I trust and find faith in? Um, and I love that it's the king here is the symbol of their power, but he's like weakened and then done at the very beginning of before anything even happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that just shows like God gives us leadership and God gives us rulers and God gives us all these things, but that is not who our ultimate trust is in. That is who God has given us for a purpose in time, but we need to make sure that we're focusing on God. Yeah. That's yeah, all I got to say about even, that. I could even say just super fast, like, Again, as a pastor's wife, like God put my husband in the place of leadership at our church, but mm. man, I'm married to him. He's human. You know what I mean? And so like we tell our church all the time, don't look to him to be everything you need for your spirituality. Like he, yes, he's your leader and he teaches you, but you should also be teaching yourself and test everything that he says to scripture because he's human and he's fallible. So, um, you know, just like a real life smaller example of that like your pastor of your church he might be this wonderful godly man who loves the lord but he's still human he's still a man so yeah awesome do you have anything else that's all i got me too guys thank you so much for tuning in and bearing with us we really appreciate it the talk bible to me podcast is an extension of the bull movement which is a women's ministry with a desire to cultivate a deeper understanding of the Word of God. And we're so glad that you joined us. And don't forget to go check out Patreon, our wonderful, beautiful website that helps us raise money. Patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com forward slash the bold movement. Check out all our behind the scenes. Get our notes. It's very scandalous. It's not really (laughs) scandalous, but if I put that in there maybe it's like oh i'm curious <laughs> i was trying to pitch a little bit of fomo out there the FOMO, the fear of missing out you wanna you don't want to miss the scandal ladies all right emily say goodbye to the good people holy moly go out and be bold ladies <laughs>